good morning and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It is the day before opening day. It's Brian Reynolds' decision day. Lots of things going on within the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, More than on a normal day, I would think. You know, as everybody waits in anticipation to see if Brian Reynolds is going to accept his new extension offer, whatever that might be. Um, Personally, I am just um, waking up. I had to get out of the house because the cleaning lady's coming. My wife forgot to crate the dogs, even though we got the house all ready for the cleaning cleaning people. Um, so there's probably going to be complaints about the dogs pooping on the floor. <laughs> so I'm going to wait until I'm sure they're out of there because I don't really feel like hearing about it. I'm just going to go back to bed um, and get ready because I work in the next four nights, uh, long nights. Um, my, Monday was my first night um, post um, child support. So I made my last payment. Um, I'll make my last payment on Thursday, and then I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, still going to help out the kids, obviously. That was always my number one goal. Um, but every red cent that I make at Wegmans goes to um, child support now, and, and then some, you know. And then I have to sell some old coins and stuff like that. And it, it was just a drag, you know, thinking about that. But now that I got to this point. You know, my wife and I went out and we kind of celebrated last night. Uh, We went to a um, corner bar in Scranton that's kind of nice. I mean, I don't like to sit around and stay for a while because I'm not a drinker. I did have a yingling lager and I had some of whatever my wife was drinking. But um, I don't know if it was, it wasn't really enough to catch a buzz. But when we got home, I had a hit of her, um, uh, her joint. And, you know, I remember, I kind of remember what that high feeling is like. I'm just not a huge fan of it. Like I prefer, not anymore. When I was younger, okay. But I just prefer to be sober and just deal with whatever's going on nowadays at this age. I mean, I'm going to visit my son in college and he's going to want to smoke before we go um, out to the parks and stuff like that, like Shendley Park and um, that area. He actually has a couple friends that go to CMU and Pitt. Um, So maybe we'll see uh, a couple of his friends that live in that area. I used to live in that area on Dawson Street. Um, But that's probably mostly what we'll do when I go out to IUP for this visit, Um, which is the first one in six months because I had a lot of money to pay and I haven't been able to take any time off. You know, I had to pay the rest of the child support. Uh, But my daughter's turning 18 on April 2nd. So there's a lot going on there. My dad's coming up um, and that should be fun. That's Sunday. So I'm working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm off Sunday and we're doing that. And then back to the races again. Um, But just after um, Easter, uh, when I'm heading out to um, IUP in Pittsburgh, I took that week off. Uh, I'm going to take one of my dogs with me just for company. And I have a place. um, It's it's a rural area, um, not far from Pittsburgh and IUP, uh, that I usually get an Airbnb. Um, but it's kind of boring there. So I like taking my dog, um, and it's company when I take a nap or watch TV or just, I probably just sit out on the porch if the weather's nice enough, but it's nice having a dog as company on a road trip. Um, so all that stuff is going on, you know, it's all interesting stuff. I I was just thinking that my life is really good and that I don't really have anything holding me back or anything that I'm, uh, anxious about or, um, You know, I mean, if you are an anxious type person, 
your mind is going to find something to worry about, something to be anxious about. Um, but, you know, I can't complain. Things are pretty good. Um, so as my wife and I went out for a date last night, we came home. Um, we did the um, married people stuff. You know, she had a good time. <laughs> and uh, it was what it was. But I did have that kind of high feeling. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember what this is like. Um, but not a, not a huge fan of it. If Unless I'm listening to music or something like that. Um, because you just can't turn it off. If you could turn it on for like a couple of songs and then turn it off, I'd be fine. But if you're stuck with, um, you know, having to manage your thoughts uh, over a course of several hours, you know, and then if you're drinking, you know, you wake up hurting the next day. It's not even close to being worth it for me. You know, I just don't do that anymore. Um, I have a coffee right now from Dunkin', but normally I just drink green tea anymore. But um, I had to get something, you know, getting out of the house. So I grabbed a coffee and a um, and a vanilla cream donut. Uh, only because they don't have toasted coconut donuts here in the Scranton area. Uh, but maybe they do out where you live. Because that's a good flavor of donut. But you know what? I was thinking just yesterday. Maybe I even had this dream last night. I didn't take my phone in with me after the date. And I left it out in the car. Because I needed a little break from Twitter. It's never a bad idea to take a little Twitter break. Um, or just a break from whatever. Uh, and that's what I did. Um, just got some sleep, didn't worry about my phone, uh, no screen time or anything like that. We were listening to a Twilight Zone, um, radio broadcast and, uh, I, I do enjoy the Twilight Zone. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and then I just fell asleep, but here I am, I'm back with my phone. I checked my Twitter, but yeah, I think last night I might've had this dream that, um, you know, when I was a sales manager, um, and we had the number one sales team. Um, the one thing that I had to do when I first came in is change the culture. And the pirates, if they were to ever turn this thing around, I mean, you need a doormat. Um, in every league, there's a, there's some doormat teams, you know, that just never seem to get it going. And the main thing that, you know, the main problem is, um, now in football, you can change it if you have a great quarterback that comes in. But um, I don't even know about that because look at Cleveland. They tried to bring quarterbacks in for like 25 years. The main thing is you got to change the culture. And you would have to literally fire dozens of people in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization if you were really serious about coming in and changing the culture. Um, When Ben Sherrington was hired, I don't think he was serious about changing any culture. I think he was hired because he sold on... Um, these waves of rookies and keeping the payroll down, you know, and maybe winning at some point down the road. But he really didn't probably talk about, you know, a winning culture and just shaking things up because I'm not sure that um, the owner wants to shake things up. You know, he's making money. Um, He is um, doing his things like kids day and concerts and um, fireworks and stuff like that. And he has his guys like Brownie to talk the team up. I mean, he's comfortable where it is. But if you were to change the Pittsburgh Pirates around, you would have to make things very uncomfortable. It's actually a really tough job. You know, you got to identify the dead weight. You got to fire those guys. You have to find like a right hand man usually um, or a couple leaders, you know, to really um, who really are focused on one thing. Now, with our sales team, we were focused on one thing, and that was um, bringing in the most sales. 
So like the last day of the month was always very exciting because I was like, well, what do we got? You know, and I was helping these guys close their deals and stuff like that. And the reward to that was not just a, a good team feeling. Um, sometimes we would go out and celebrate, but it was also making money. You know, I mean, there has to be some sort of um, reward as well for people to get out of their comfort zone. So um, you would have to come in and fire just about everybody because right now the culture in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization is just a culture of comfort. People come in, they do their jobs, they get paid, they go home. Um, now you have some young, um, hungry people, you know, that you draft coming in and it's possible that you can change the culture somewhat if you have a, if you get enough of these right guys coming in, um, that want to win and they're the ones leading the clubhouse, um, that can be done. But, um, if you really want to do a good job of it, you would have to really change the culture up top first to where they care about winning. Really, you'd have to, it just win baby is a good one by the Oakland Raiders. Really, you would have to simplify it and just have winning as your main thing. And you could tell these guys, hey, if we win, there's more money involved. We get paid for the playoffs. You can get a raise. You know, you can get more money. Now, unfortunately, that doesn't happen with the Pirates. Um, I don't know if you would have to come out and tell them, you know, you could earn more money on another team, <laughs> you know, but um, you have to kind of sell on that. Um, you know, you have to get them to want to work their hardest and working their hardest is not always the easiest thing to do, but it can be the most rewarding thing to do. <clears throat> so um, the reason teams like Cleveland um, never win is because they are a doormat of the NFL. And the reason the Pittsburgh Pirates rarely win is they are one of the doormats of Major League Baseball. And I really can't think of an, another doormat that's as low as the Pirates. Um, the Reds, at least, it bothers them that they're not winning. Um, the Reds' ownership comes out, and at least they say that it sucks that they don't have the money to pay these guys. And even though they were able to pay Joey Votto, um, they don't know if they can do that in the future you know, based on how much money other teams are spending and really be competitive, you know, in the city of Cincinnati. But at least I like the Reds ownership because at least they come out and they're pissed about it. Um, Bob Nutting and the Pirates ownership, they just don't seem to care. And that's the problem. Everybody's comfortable um, and it's not necessarily um, going to change um, because nobody really cares that much if they win or lose. And then you have certain teams that are just really, you know, they really have this great, um, they have this great feeling in the clubhouse. And the two that come to mind are um, the Cardinals and the Braves. You know, they just have this winning culture. And you come in and you're, um, you know, you're greeted by other veterans who have been paid to stay you know, who like to win and who have won championships. I mean, look at the Cardinals. They did win a couple of championships when they weren't the best team in the league. You know, if you look back over the last 20 years, you don't even have to have the most talent. Um, but if you don't have the most talent, you have to really be driven, you know, and you have to really want to win. Like Florida Atlantic in the Final Four, you know. You have to kind of get um, that feeling. Like the Eagles a few years ago when they won the Super Bowl as um, an underdog with Nick Foles. You know, you just kind of have to have that 
winning culture. And, you know, what they, what they um, focused on was being the underdog and everybody counting them out. And yeah, the Pirates could focus on that, but they don't seem to. You know, they don't seem to care that people are making fun of them. Um, you know, they're not out of that comfort zone. They're not putting their best effort in to win all the time. They're just going through the motions and collecting their paychecks in a lot of case. And the veterans that do come in are generally on one-year prove-it deals, knowing that they're not going to stay with the Pittsburgh Pirates for very long. And I have heard some murmurs this week, too, that the clubhouse is bad this year, um, that Rich Hill is not happy that Ploiecki left, um, you know, because he was going to be sent down to AAA um, because he was going to make more money than, um, you know, than the other catchers that haven't really reached their, um, you know, their service time yet. So, I mean, you have a younger catcher in there and Jason DeLay may very well be a nice guy um, and may, may even be what very well be a winner. You know, I don't know about that, um, but I do know that um, Rich Hill wasn't too happy about it. He wanted to have his own personal catcher. Is he good enough to have his own personal catcher? I don't know. I mean, some guys have done it um, with the Phillies back real early. You had lefty Steve Carlton had his own personal catcher and Tim McCarver. Um, but, um, certain guys like that. Um, but I don't know, Rich Hill was being kind of a bitch about it, I guess. Uh, so I don't know if he's really the guy that's going to change this culture, especially not now that his guy Pluecki is gone. Um, and these guys are just here for a cup of coffee and they're gone. You know, it's just like the ceremony they're going to have the first game, um, the home opener in Pittsburgh this year. You're going to have a couple of guys, AJ Burnett. And maybe the catcher back then. Um, but I looked at their careers. And those guys weren't on the Pirates for that long. You know, they spent most of their careers on other teams. So you can't really bring back that Pittsburgh Pirates culture. If you only had it for a couple years. I mean, the year they won 99 games was exciting. Or 98 games, I guess it was. It was very exciting. I used to watch all the games. They had a great bullpen. They got clutch hitting. And they had a winning culture um, somehow on that team. Um, but then again, the past general manager seemed to um, be more open to signing long-term deals, <clears throat> bringing guys in on three-year deals rather than just one-year deals. So at least they knew that they were like, um, whatever you want to say, had a stake in the ground, like um, Nutting said when they signed Key Brian Hayes, whatever you want to call it. They knew that they were they were here to do a job and it wasn't just for like six months and get out. You know, that was something that they were going to try to focus on. And if they were going to be here and they were winning, they liked it. And the city of Pittsburgh was excited. And that's the surprising thing is when you have a great sports city like Pittsburgh, where you have the Steelers and the Penguins winning and they have they expect to win all the time. You know, I know things haven't gone well for the Penguins this year, but they do expect to win all the time. You know, and they still do have those veterans in their clubhouse to where they could, um, you know, they could make a run in the playoffs. I just don't know if they have enough talent to make their run in the playoffs. But the Steelers, you look at their coach and you look at their general manager and they just have that winning feeling and they bring the right guys in. And the Steelers always finish ahead of the Browns, you know, even when the Browns have more talent, more high picks, more number one picks. And that is what you would see with the Pirates is that they might have a lot of number one picks, but if you're not able to change the culture 
and you're not able to um, focus everybody on winning, even though you might have the better team, you might still be get beat out by a cardinal or more talent. You might still get beat out by a cardinal team that is um, just really focused on winning, has the right um, feeling around, and uh, you know everyone is going for the same goal, which is a human emotion, and that's what winning teams do. That's what championship teams do. So they don't have that. Um, Shelty doesn't really seem to care that much. I mean, he's a nice guy. He cares about the players. But he's also a guy that um, probably goes home, drinks drinks some beers and forgets about it, and then comes to work the next day. You know, he knows this team is not going to win. He doesn't particularly expect this team to win. And I don't think he's going to put the extra work in that it takes to change the culture um, because it's just, um, it goes well beyond the coach. Like I said, you would have to um, fire everybody and just completely shake things up and, you know, have everybody feel uncomfortable. Again, like I said, get out of their comfort zone and just come in and be like that LFG, you know, let's fucking go that everybody talks about. Um, and I just don't see that, you know, with this year's Pittsburgh Pirates. And they they may very well have some talented guys in the minor leagues. Not as many as you would like, um, but they do have some talent and they are going to draft high again this year. Um, but I just don't know if that's ever going to be enough to change the Pittsburgh Pirates culture. And yeah, you, you probably would want to get rid of the owner, but I don't think you'd have to get rid of the owner to bring in a culture like that. You would just have to ignore the owner, you know, keep the owner sort of away from what you're doing. And um, get everybody else going, you know, and, you know, the complainers and the people that are just there to collect their paychecks, you would have to fire a lot of those people to light a fire under the people that have it in them, you know, to really work hard towards a goal and to kind of wake them up and get them excited. And that's what you'd have to do. But here we are, we're a day away from another season and we know that's not happening. You know, we know that the clubhouse has their warts. Um, we know that some people just aren't happy to be there. You know, that they feel like the team doesn't care about them. Like when Brubaker gets hurt, you know, he's probably just moved on. You know, I mean, I'm sure Sheltie feels bad about it. But <clears throat> it's just not the same. Like these players know that when um, Scranton, Max Kranich, has a um, an injury and they try to pay him as a minor leaguer instead of a major leaguer just to save some money, the players know that this organization doesn't really care about them. They just care about their bottom line and they're just going to go about their business and they're going to lose a bunch of games. And, you know, they're going to have some fun series probably along the way when the Phillies come to town and when the Mets come to town and when the Padres come to town. But at the end of the year, you know, it's just time to pack up and go home. Um, and <clears throat> that's kind of what you're looking at with the Pirates. And I don't know if that's the reason that I think they're only going to win 63 games this year. Um, but it's a big part of the reason. Culture is a big part of the reason. I mean, the other reason is that they just don't have enough talent on this team. Um, once you get past your first couple starting pitchers, things get a little shaky. Um, once you get past um, a few hitters that really have a chance to be exciting. Uh, I'll even throw Cannon Smith-Nigma in there. But once you get past him and O'Neill Cruz and Brian Reynolds, I mean... If he doesn't get extended, you know he's going to be gone. So while he um, leads with his play, you know, 
you know that that guy's not going to be part of the future here. Um, now, maybe he'll get extended today. I don't know. It's only 9.17 in the morning. But, um, you know, you have a few guys um, that care and a few guys that are uh, gamers, as people like to say. But um, for the most part, you're not going to change this culture. Um, you're not going to get many hits, you know. That's the thing. When you have a game where your team only gets four or five hits, you know, and it's just it's just flat. There's not a lot of excitement. You can easily fall into that um, once you get past April and May and into the dog days of the summer. You can just fall into that comfortable feeling of just going to the park, going about your business. Maybe you win, but likely you lose, and then you just go home, you know. And it's a comfortable life. Like I said, my life is very comfortable right now, but I'm retired. You know, I want to be comfortable. Back then, I was really hungry. You know, I wanted to be the top salesperson. I wanted to be the top sales manager, you know, and making money was a fun part of it. You know, now I got a little too much into it and I was a workaholic and I burned out. But who cares? You know, it was exciting for a little while and we won, you know, and that is the main thing that you're looking for. Like with the Philadelphia Eagles when they had Dick Vermeil, he wanted to win so bad that he got burned out and never went into coaching again. You know, he was working literally like 20 hours a day and he was so obsessed with winning. And actually that Eagles team ended up losing the Super Bowl to the Oakland Raiders, the just win baby Oakland Raiders. But um, you get my point, you know, like he was so obsessed with winning, like Larry Boa when he was a manager, you know, he was so obsessed with winning, but he was so uptight about it that it wasn't a good clubhouse. You know, he he did take the comfort zone away, but he also made people too uptight where you couldn't just relax, take your at bat and get your hit. So there's a little bit of balance there, too, when you want to bring a manager um, and I was kind of relaxed like that. You know, I wasn't too much of a ball buster. I let these guys know, man, I like you guys. You know, I'm not going to just be, come in and be a dick and be a ball buster because it's not who I am. But you got to get your numbers in. You got to do your job, you know, or you're gone. Um, and, you know, whatever, however you're going to do it, there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's a lot of really good managers out there um, that do things differently. Um, they all have their own style. And I think that's what you have to do. You know, you have to be yourself because there's only one of you and you have to find what it is within yourself that, um, makes you who you are. And if you're real confident in who you are, and if you're real confident with yourself, um, then you're able to, um, just feel good about it and whatever gifts you have, you know, and whatever those might be, everybody has different gifts, you know? Everybody has different things about them, which make them who they are. And that's why it's a people game, you know, and that's why you have to get people excited. Um, So I don't know, you know, the particular management style, but I do know you would really have to shake things up. And I don't think that's going to happen with this year's Pittsburgh Pirates. There's no shakeups going on. Um, I think after the first couple months of long games and people starting to feel tired, Um, I think you're going to fall into that summer malaise where you lose most of your games. And then when you get to September, you know, you're really dead. You know, there's really not a lot there. So I guess it'll be interesting to see in that first series, um, which team seems to feel more excited. Um, Is it the young Reds or the young Pirates? Or is it neither? You know, but that'll be a fun series to watch, honestly, in my opinion. 
Um, as someone who doesn't really care whether the Pirates or the Reds win, but I just want to see which team has the players, you know? Like, which guys are more into the game? You know, is it Nick Lodolo or is it um, the Pirates' starting pitcher, you know? Um, is it Roanzi Contreras, um, which I know he's a gamer, you know? Or is it um, that flamethrower, Hunter Green, you know? And which position players are really into the game and really doing all they can, you know, being dirtbags and getting their um, uniforms dirty to try to win games. So that's my podcast today, is that um, it's not just about who you draft, um, but it's about a winning culture and not being the doormat of the league. And the Pirates have a lot of work to do if they're going to change those things, you know. And right now, the city of Pittsburgh knows that they're a doormat and they don't particularly care. They would rather focus on teams that want to win, like the Steelers or Penguins. And I don't blame them. But I'm going to go out to Pittsburgh in a couple weeks, and I'm excited about it. Um, going to go get to see my son and, you know, do a little outdoorsy stuff. So enjoy your week and enjoy opening day. And keep checking Twitter to see what happens with Brian Reynolds and peace out.